pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Well, greetings and welcome back to your Connecticut Belief Podcast for manifesting your abundant life. I'm so glad to have all of you back with us again today. Hey, if you would like to receive an occasional encouraging text message from me, good luck. No, I'm just kidding. Text the word Kinetic to 844-844-0049. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. And also make sure that you subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. And you'll also be aware of when we're doing another episode because I am increasingly not so much. So, hello, Miss Maggie. <laughs> hello. How are you? <laughs> I love your announcements today. Well, it's I'm wonderful. Thank good you. to be back. Good to be back with you. Yes. And to see your bright and shiny face oh. sitting there across from me again. Well, you as well. It feels very, very, very good to be we, back with all the kinetic believers. We've been really busy. Crazy busy. And I've I've Fun. I've enjoyed working through some of the new music with you. Yes. And and by the way, for those of you who may have missed our podcast. We've had to scale back to once a week due to some preparations for an upcoming concert series that we are preparing for. I'm so excited about in the oh, scheduling. Yeah. It's actually coincided with a lot of uh, hard writing deadlines for completing a, the kinetic belief book. So without me kinetically believing for uh, 34 hour days rather than the scant 24 hours that we have. This is our current schedule and it will change whenever we're able to change it. But it is nice to be back with all the KBs today. It's fun to immerse yourself into your craft, isn't it? Into the passion that you that you just have carried with you through most of your life. I'm so I'm enjoying this time. I Enjoyment. Awesome. That's where joy comes from, and yeah. happiness, and all the I think the positive attributes that manifest just from living out your genius of purpose. Don't you think? Oh yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Well, let's dive right in. We have so. a new question from a kinetic believer today, and they wrote in saying one of uh, let's see. One of our listeners, yeah, so they wrote it and they just, I love how they phrased the question. They said, what do you mean exactly by cast down imaginations? Casting down imaginations. Exactly. I don't think this is the first time we've had that question come up. And it's probably by the way that I phrase it that maybe some people are a little confused about it. Cast down imaginations. What I mean by that is there are imaginations that just pop into our thoughts and they everybody's experienced that, you know, why, why am I thinking this awful thing? Mm-hmm. Where does this, where do those thoughts come from? Because they show up without invitation. They arrive unsolicited. Nobody's asking for them, but what happens is they form in the egoist mind, the lowered nature of yourself. And the, they will reason with your higher conscious They'll, they'll show up and they, they will condemn you. Those are the thoughts that judge you. They belittle you. They remind you that, you know what, they're fear-based, they're negative, and you can recognize them because they'll provoke you to worry and to doubt your higher self. Mm. And then on the other side, there, there are imaginations that are formed from higher consciousness. They come from your original source and they contain the DNA of your life plan. They are positively intentional, and those highest viewpoints, those imaginations that come from higher consciousness, they flow into your thinking mind, and they are the ones that are filled with approval. They are filled with the light of wisdom, with unconditional love for you and for others and for life, and you'll know them because they're fearless. They promote life. They contain the blueprint for an active increase in your life. And so you'll recognize that you're turning over and over in your mind thoughts that need to be cast down, the thoughts of failure, imagining, for example, that you're, you know, while you're driving to work, you're arguing with somebody and you're playing both roles. You are having the argument with yourself, but you're identifying it as being uh, uh, Mr. Smith at the office that you're going to give him a piece of your mind. And so the imagination's <laughs> running wild with all that bitterness and strife and worry and doubt and all those things. And if you're imagining bad things, if you're imagining 
getting sick, thinking about being without money, being without love. Those are all imaginations that you want to cast down. Because if you don't cast them down, what happens is they will attract more of the bad thing that you're imagining. And this is why most people, Maggie, they continue to live the negative life that they've been experiencing. They don't stop thinking about the bad stuff. Wow. So the beginning of this process is, uh, of course, recognizing what type of imaginations we're even having. And you just took us through this really beautiful description of what it means to be a, have a negative imagination and what it means to have a positive one. And what really struck me and help, is already helping me in determining this is, you know, you said that the negative imaginations, they're always going to be undermining your higher self. And we know it's so great to, to know that now because it helps us immediately determine which direction an, ima- an imagination is trying to take us. Absolutely. And so you cast down negative imaginations by bringing every thought that you have into the obedience of your highest expectations. Mm. Look, if you can't journal the thought that you're having as a desire for yourself, something you actually want to see show up in your life, then don't consider it and stop Mm. having conversations with it. Oh, wow. That's huge. Okay. So I love this. This is so great. If you cannot journal it, and it's not part of your vision for yourself, then it, it's not going to serve us. That is powerful. Right. So to test it, the litmus is when negative thoughts begin to show up, get get out your journal. Start speaking your highest viewpoints. Start uh, saying aloud your chosen affirmations. Because look, you cannot think one thing while speaking another. It's not possible. You can't do it. Try it. And so that's casting down negative imaginations and every lower state of being the egoist uh, imagination that attempts to lift itself up to become your identity. That's not who you are. So you don't want to think like it. It's not who you are. So you don't want to talk like it. It's not who you are. So don't regret like it is and don't act like it is by casting it down. Wow. So here's a question. Are your beliefs, and I think this is imperative for KBs to really start peeling back some of the layers of for some higher understanding. Are your beliefs kinetic beliefs? Are they the kind of beliefs that are going to manifest your your best life? Are they real? Are your beliefs real or are they just wishful thinking? Are you just In other words, are you just pretending to believe something or are you actively living with the kind of belief that manifests change into your life? Whatever you need today, whatever it is, and I think all of our listeners have a list of things that they are believing for. So whatever it is that you need or want or desire, first understand that the same belief that created all things created kinetic belief which contains the answer to what you want to have. It contains um, the, the, the way that you will experience. Actually, it contains the keys that lead you on the exploration of your original purpose for showing up on this planet to begin with. So many people will wonder, well, why am I even here? What is life about? What am I supposed to be doing with, with myself for 120 years while I'm walking around on this thing. (laughs) Look, there's nothing the Creator hasn't already provided for you, and nothing that isn't already contained within the universe. And the power of the power of your belief is the placeholder for your desires to manifest in your life. And for authentic belief, it's it's the key that unlocks the vault of your desires. And that's why, you know, Maggie, this is so important that it's not the kind of belief that sees a thing that can see the table, that it can look at you, that can see you, uh, or anything else. That's not kinetic belief. That's conditional belief. I'll believe it when I see it, is what a lot of people will say. That kind of belief will continue manifesting what you already see. And that kind of belief will continue to attract what you already have. You see, a person that lives by that kind of belief is not advancing to become more. 
So I'm wondering how, I want to understand the nuts and bolts process of casting down. So, so we have recognized a negative imagination. We know exactly what it is. We see it for what it is. And now it's time to cast it down. So I want to, will you take us through a step-by-step process of what that actually looks like? I mean, you know, you, you mentioned you're writing, you're composing new music recently. I mean, let's pretend like you have a negative imagination about what you're composing. You know, what are those exact next, and to use the, the, the kinetic believer that wrote in to use their words, what are the exact steps to overcome that? Well, that's a great, that's a great question, Maggie, just because there's a different kind of belief that I use personally for creating that I think all creatives use mm. than um, imaginative belief because I get myself out of the way when I'm writing music. Mm. And so if I have a negative thought about music that I'm composing, then I know that it's in my mind rather than it's, then I'm operating in the flow of, of organic creation in oneness with higher consciousness. And so without going into a, a deep Deep, deep tangent to explain the process of that kind of creativity. I'll just say that for casting down imaginations, the negative kind of belief that is going to screw your life up, the kind of belief that I'm talking about, actually, the earth shattering God particle discovery back in 2012 revealed the kind of belief that I think we want to talk about here that'll help shed some light on things you should be casting down and things that you should be purposely, intentionally harboring. Uh, the, The Bible says the kind of belief that we're talking about, kinetic belief, the Bible says pleases God in the book of Hebrews. And, and is talking about kinetic belief. This is the type of belief that has changed lives from being average to above average for 6,000 years now. It's the power of imaginative congruent belief, which doesn't waver, that attracts miracles, that manifests what some people call wonders, and what uh, fatalists will point to as delusional illusions. But regardless of what people may think or say about it, the power of kinetic belief, which is what we want to replace negative imaginations with, is positive beliefs, positive expectations. The power of kinetic belief manifests an awe-inspired condition in the, the, the natural realm of things, especially for the onlooker. You know, people gathering around and they see what they call a miracle taking place. They're just observing without understanding kinetic belief at work. And so it's it's the power of imaginative belief that does not waver, that has transformed the world from uh, cave dwelling to living in the high towers of cities. Imaginative beliefs have created flight at 40,000 feet and beyond into space. It's the power of imaginative belief that is digitally connecting the world right now today as one, which is just a, actually, that's just a reflective version of the one consciousness that already exists, where the, the genius of the individual as part of the greater collective uh, will be celebrated. You know, it's the collective egoic state of being that's going through these birthing pains today all over the world, birthing pains of enlightenment. What's happening, Maggie, is the egoic mind, the collective mind is dying to itself in order to become more. And that's why the individual responsibility for awakening is to cast down those negative imaginations because the result of transformation is ultimately going to be the manifestation of 7 billion individual lights of genius, of talent all over the world, of of character, all of us inhabiting a world of inclusiveness and a world of creativity. Wow. So it's a beautiful thing. Yes. It's a marvelous thing. You know, billions of Maggies running around and painting and playing instruments and singing and dancing and delighting in themselves and and being inspired by creation and life and others and without judgment and without condemnation. I think it's interesting that you called casting down negative imaginations uh, a responsibility of those who are seeking enlightenment and who are growing into that. And that's a really interesting way to see it because it gives you the sense that it's not just affecting us. And you've recently been talking about the ripple effect and how the world needs what you have, what I have, what other kinetic believers have. It's part of the plan. And this just fits right into that. Well, you know, I've studied 
And I've taught theology for over 20 years, and I'm a self-taught theoretical physicist. And um, one of the most profound revelations in my own life, in my own lifetime, which is a just a resulting happenstance of quantum physics research, and by putting the faith of religions under the microscope here in, in the 21st century, we've begun to realize why the prayers for needs to be met go mostly unanswered. And... The reason, the way that this universe was established to, to function from the very beginning and to work is that, first of all, the universe, God, doesn't respond to needs. If the universe did, if God responded to needs, well, think about it. There wouldn't be any need in the world. All needs would have been met from the beginning and manifested and realized but here God created this, this creature, this human being, as part of the equation of the manifestation of needs being met and said, now you decide, you determine if your needs will be met according to my desire for you. Because, see, this is the relationship that the bias before the Big Bang put into place and slung into motion. Needs which are self-evident because they exist would have been satisfied from the very beginning in the way that they were manifested. They were satisfied, but yet to have been manifested because there's another part of the equation, and that's you and me. And so for anyone that would read the text of the Bible, it actually says God responds to faith. Well, in quantum physics, Maggie, it's the belief of the observer that changes things. The essence of life in you and in me, the, the God in you, works by faith, works by the substance of belief, which is the life-changing power of kinetic belief. So a human being comes into this world with a belief mechanism. Everybody's a believer. Somebody says, well, I don't believe that. Well, that's what you believe. You see, we are born believers is the way we're created. Circumstances are changed by an immovable belief, by not being double-minded. And so what does this knowledge mean for the individual? A belief that you codify with the power of kinetic energy powerfully, forcefully changes your life. So the question here is, how do you kinetically codify a belief? How do you systematically arrange into a code, into a personal article of faith, something that you choose to energetically believe? Because if there's something that you need in your life today, a kinetic belief is the transformational answer to that. Wow, it's really powerful the way that you are really telling us, look, we have to constantly be reminded of our role, our powerful dominion authority driven role in all of this. Because you began by just saying, look, it's our responsibility to cast down negative imaginations. And now you're expanding that into we have to remember our responsibility in all of this. We do, because interestingly enough, there is also a text in the Bible, in the book of Mark, that says, have faith in God. Well, and you might say, well, I don't feel like having faith. Well, kinetic belief, um, kinetic faith has nothing to do with what you see. It has nothing to do with actually how you feel about things. It has everything to do with what you fully expect. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, I want to tell you something that may cause you, Maggie, just to stand up right now and run around this room. <laughs> Yeah, and if not you, maybe, maybe somebody listening, just uh, <laughs> go ahead and, and take a couple of laps if you need to. But <laughs> your belief did not originate with you. You don't have anything to do with a measure of belief that you've got. You cannot create belief. You can't, you can't be the, you're not the author of belief. You create with belief, but you cannot create belief. No more than a person can create faith, actually. We cannot create anything. Well, now, wait a minute, Stephen. I've been listening to you for two. No, I'm not waiting for anything. We cannot create anything. We can create a space to rearrange and call into existence what already is, because in this universe, all things have already been created. They already exist. Every thought, every idea that comes into your mind comes from one creative mind, and it's through your willingness 
your, our only job is to put a demand on the circumstances of our life, to take a knee in order to reflect our creative authority. Wow. That's, it. That's it. That's our purpose. Belief is a quantum substance. It just is. So there is so much revealing information regarding the substance of kinetic belief and quantum research over the last, uh, well, especially over the last 10 years. And all of that just parallels so much with what the Bible has to say about miracles being manifested by faith. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's just a beautiful, we, we are living, Maggie, at a time where all of these ideas and all the sciences and the religions of the world and uh, philosophical uh, meanderings and perusal uh, thought, uh, um, uh, gathering all of this stuff, and in, in it's all emerging right now and intersecting to a place of understanding and of enlightenment where things are being revealed. Uh, another example, the book of Romans says that God gave each person a measure of their own faith. Well, in quantum research, we've recorded the observational differences of what physicists believed actually changing how particles behaved. Think about it. Just by looking at something, it changes it. Observation changes things. Well, what's happening? It's being observed, and the belief of the observer is changing it. It's attracting it to become something different. That is the measure of faith being measured in quantum mechanics. So what does all that mean for you, Ms. Maggie? (laughs) It means that you have a measure of what created the the universe in us, in you. We all have a measure of the thing that created and was responsible for the initial uh, burst of inflation for the Big Bang. That's what that means. Now, there's a, this is reminding me. So there's a movie I loved growing up, and I don't remember the name of it, but it was about these two kids, and they were on vacation on some resort island, right? And they got lost out in the jungle. And eventually, it just becomes this sort of hilarious movie that they're, you know, living off the land, and they're they're building this little hut on the beach because they're just trying to survive. But the whole time, they're literally, you know, a quarter mile away from the resort where people are drinking pina coladas. Um, And so it's sort of funny, though. I feel as though everything that you're teaching us today is making sure that we know exactly where we sit in the universe, whether it's the hierarchy of understanding belief, our role, our responsibility, because I think it's really easy to, to go through life sitting on what you think is a deserted island, but you know, you're just steps away from abundance. And so knowing exactly how to get there, where we are, how we can make this happen, um, it's not just empowering, you know, it's the lifeblood of, of success and living the life that, that we so desperately want to live. No, absolutely. I think you may be talking about uh, Nacho Libre or something like that, right? <laughs> no, it was some, it was, <laughs> remember Amanda Bynes, that little cute oh, little yeah. actress? It was yeah. one of her movies and it was, oh. I just remember vaguely how funny it was, but, but it's that visual of, you know, being so close, but, but it's so, it might as well be on another planet if you don't know it's there absolutely but you know when when you look at the night sky and the sun shining the birds in the air Hmm. remind yourself i have a measure of the substance that made those things right now on the inside of me Hmm. that's powerful yeah and not just because we know that from quantum physics and not just because the bible says it but because it is a scientific fact and because the Bible does say it. And I'm just amazed that a book written so long before there was a functioning particle collider explained perfectly how the God particle, how the Higgs boson creates forms and circumstances using the law of attraction through the power of our kinetic belief. You know, we're talking today about casting down negative imaginations, and then there's so much that's springing from that in everything that you're guiding us through today. Um, And I'm just wondering when we encounter, you know, we let's say that maybe we're not at the beginning of of our kinetic belief process. Maybe we're a seasoned veteran in this Mm -hmm. process. but it's one of those things that you have to keep reminding yourself exactly how to do it. So, um, you know, let's say that I am, I'm worried. I'm worried about um, maybe a, a phone call that's coming up. And I'm attaching negative emotions to this phone call I'm going to need to make. Um, and obviously that's happening in my thoughts. 
what would I say? You know, what would I actually vocalize to counter and to cast down that imagination? Well, you just begin again. I don't think you can turn something negative into something positive. First of all, if you're going down the wrong path, stop what you're doing, back up and and reinvent it. Reinvent the phone call. Start all over by beginning the process of imagining the phone call as you would desire it to go. You know, that's what, and that's really, I think, where we're going with the conversation today, Meg, is just being able to recognize, is your belief real? Is it a kinetic belief, or are you just pretending to believe? Because like you're saying, you've got to learn how to use it. you got to know the difference to know how to use it. And, and you know, that's what these podcasts are for. That's why we do the workshops, showing people how to manifest miracles into their lives and why we created the uh, uh, create using the law of attraction, how we do that and, um, and why we even use the, the kinetic belief law of attraction guided journal the way that we use it. You just have to be willing to relearn your life, to transcend your egoic nature. If it means going into the mountains for f- 40 days and 40 nights to learn to cast down imaginations and to start kinetically believing for your healing, believing for your prosperity, believing for abundance, kinetically believing for abundance to manifest into existence, not just wishful thinking. Because like I said, your abundance, your healing, your prosperity already exists, not because you can see it, but because you can believe that which you cannot see. You are the creator of the rearrangement. Well, I like that. You're the, you are the creator of the rearrangement, not the initial substance, because it's already there. So you've told us before that if we can imagine it, that means that it's possible, that it can exist, that it does exist. And then you've also told us, I'm just piecing some things together here. So you've also told us that the universe is is the warehouse for housing all of our abundance. So I love the concept. I mean, is it okay for us to know that, look, if you can imagine a great, beautiful thing that you want in your life, that it, that it is existing in the warehouse of abundance within the universe? Is it okay to imagine that? I mean, is that the right way to think about that? Yeah, I think to imagine it already in your present tense possession is the proper way to activate your kinetic belief because you've got to determine that you are ready to change your perspective. If you can, if and look, listeners, all of you out there today, if you can feel this calling on your life, I am telling you that you are ready. It is not by chance that you are you found this podcast. There is nothing that just operates by chance. There's not by chance that I am intrigued by Miss Meg today. Nothing is by chance. And I find that, you know, the opportunity for us to interact this way, to talk about these things, is delightful to to my mind, body, and soul because we are living at a time where the revelation knowledge of how we came into existence and why we're here. It's, it's an astounding thing and not to be taken lightly because in, in all of this meg kinetic belief is how the creator of all of this functions. It's how we've been shown that we are to blossom in this life, how we are to live. And it's through the individual empowerment that life enfolds to manifest our reality. So the question here is, you know, How do we know if our belief contains the power of kinetic energy or if we are just, you know, showing up and going through the motions and pretending, just trying to convince ourselves that we're using. um, I I watched The Secret on TV last night and I am now using manifesting the belief to transform my life. I'm attracting all kinds of riches. There are two types of belief. Because we have a a dualistic nature of identity. We have the egoic mind, which is the lower nature, and we have higher consciousness, which we came into the natural world with. And it's what our life essence leaves the natural world with. So, you know, manifesting belief is not always what it appears to be. A created being working out their highest viewpoint for manifesting life has learned how to operate by unfeigned belief. To feign means to it means to fake, and a belief that attracts people, healing, and miracles of any kind is unfeigned. It's genuine. 
rather than fake. And that's why journaling your expectations enables you to examine yourself, to take an honest look at the state of your expectations and what kind of belief that you're either being guided by or that you are using for navigation so that you can make those those small adjustments and, and, and speed up the velocity of your manifestations. One of the five modalities of a functioning kinetic belief is understanding the power of the words that you speak. We talk about this often. Just like all things, both physical and non-physical, words contain quantum substance. Uh, words are actually things. And they have form, and they create the circumstances of the observer, the situations of the life of the one who's doing the talking. Every single human being is experiencing a life that they've been talking about. So we know that you will manifest what you say when it's combined with belief and expectation, gratitude, words, and action. And most kinetic believers are careful to speak only the positive words of their expectations to avoid. And so you just avoid speaking words that are against your desired outcome. But in doing so, a lot of people have actually gotten into the habit of overusing the phrase. And you and I, we've talked about this. People say, well, I'm kinetically believing or, you know, I'm believing. Well, I'm just believing for an increase. I am believing for a lot of money or I am believing to be healed. I am believing God for a new car, somebody will say. And what often happens, Meg, is people will fall into the habit of substituting the word believing for wishing or for wanting. Mm -hmm. But just because you're wanting or wishing to be healed, it doesn't mean that you're kinetically believing. There's a difference. In the exact same way that just because you need something or you want something, that doesn't mean that you're believing in a way to manifest your highest viewpoint for that desire. And I feel like you're talking about something more than just action applied to the belief. Um, it, because I know that a lot recently you've talked a lot about love, um, unconditional love, the power, the intrinsic power of walking through life in a spirit of love. And, and I just, I'm getting that sense from exactly from what you're saying right now. That's great because, you know, love is vital for understanding. Nothing works outside of the energetics of love because love is an unconditional posturing for living this life. If you're not in unconditional love, in other words, then you are in a judgmental position, which is one of condemnation and it's negativity. Mm. And you will then attract the thing that you're judging someone else for. That's a negative thing. So love is vital for understanding how all of this operates. The, the universe does not respond to need. Like I said a little while ago, I think this is vital for people to get today. It responds to kinetic belief. The in, in love, the creative bias that imagined all of this, that imagined the universe prior to the Big Bang, it didn't simply wish things to be as they are. The energy behind a kinetic belief was the creative directive for inflation, for the Big Bang, for the universe to expand, to ultimately become what it was first imagined to be. So here we have the, the universe was created from the substance of quantum belief, and it continues to this moment in the expansion of time, to respond to the substance of observation, your observation, my observation, what everybody listening is observing and imagining things to be as they observe, the substance of imagined sustainable belief. So it's vital that you not assume that just because you're saying you're believing that you are really kinetically believing. Because if you're trying to convince yourself to believe that you'll be successful by saying you're successful, it won't work. Saying that I'm believing is not how you develop kinetic belief. The belief that is aligned with higher consciousness, with original desire, it comes by hearing and agreeing that you are loved by God. 
It comes by falling deeply, Maggie, in unconditional love with your original, unblemished, perfectly weird identity. It comes by knowing that you're not supposed to be broken. You were not created to be a failure or any other kind of a negative accusation that you may have believed somewhere along the way. Wow. So there's no such thing as a spiritual birth defect. You didn't come into the world messed up. I mean, there can only be a misplaced belief that something is wrong with you, that you're not good enough or that you're not smart enough. The biased desire of higher consciousness, it changes things for you when you can humble yourself enough to agree with it by believing. And that's why it's so important to diligently work on your highest viewpoints and the affirmations that we do at the end of the podcast and those that you've been writing into your manifesting journal every day. So that by speaking those words and journaling those insights that reveal your highest being, the life essence that's within you, you effectively transcend your lower natured self that's been identifying with you know, what the world has been trying to convince you that um, you, you are. Well, I have to say, this is where the guided journal becomes uh, repetitively helpful and something that I just, I have to use at this point because to conjure up fresh imaginations about where you want your life to go and what you want your present moment to look like. Um, it's very difficult. And so having the prompts and being able to grow from journal to journal to journal and see that growth and see where you came from and, and get this sort of anchor point sensation of where you are and where you want to go is extremely powerful. It's just such a great tool. Journaling has been an amazing thing for both of us, hasn't it? Yes. I mean, when we, we talk about just what when we look back for the purpose of seeing where we've come from, journaling was absolutely paramount in getting us from point A to point B in a positive uh, way. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the awakening process, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and to the creative, transformative power of kinetic belief, it comes from, from allowing and expecting your life as you imagine it to be, to be quickened and in your spirit to transform and to change you and your circumstances and your sphere of influence from within. The next time you hear yourself say, I'm believing, take a moment and just examine yourself. Are you really believing? Because if not, get busy casting down negative imaginations by renewing your mind by looking forward with a lens that's filled with successes and see yourself as you choose to be and then proclaim gratitude for what you know to be accurate to your subjective reality. And when you can begin to feel it and you can just know that it's there, kinetic belief, it just begins rising to the surface until it overtakes the mind of reasoning until it can just no longer stand to even talk to you about it anymore. You're no fun. (laughs) I don't even have a conversation with you anymore, says the ego mind. And because you've learned to smile at it, and no ego likes a smile. (laughs) You've learned how to tell it to take a hike. You've learned how to say, get out of my house. And then and only then are you qualified to be able to say, I'm kinetically believing, and that's what I want to get to today, more than anything else. Another thing that'll help you to know if your kinetic belief is real. When you say, I'm kinetically believing, the next question that you want to ask is, based on what? I'm kinetically believing based on what? The kind of belief that rearranges things in your life has a very real foundation. And that foundation is that you have heard from within higher consciousness about your situation. And you've aligned with the essence of life to go ahead and begin to develop, to grow, to journey, and to experience more. The best way to describe what happens when you become spiritually committed rather than just committed by the thinking mind is you just know it in your knower, and there is a quickening that happens to your resolve, and you become, as a result of all that, just physically aligned with your awakened, energetically aligned kinetic belief. You know that your healing has come, whether or not 
whether or not anybody else can see it. You know that you are abundantly wealthy, regardless of what's in your bank account. You see yourself as wealth. You see yourself as health, rather than some negative thing being the source of your identity. And then there, there is a, another way also to check, uh, you, you know, if you say you're believing, to check it, to make sure you're in the right kind of belief, is to make, make certain that it contains the power of kinetic belief. Kinetic belief doesn't attract change, changed uh, circumstances simply by intellectual knowledge. And, and this is important because the substance of belief, which you already have within you, has to come from out of the essence of your being. If you could see it, it would appear like this, this aura of pure energy around you when it's present. The energy of consequential kinetic belief, it creates a space. It creates a vacuum in the place that you're occupying within the creative universe. And the quantum mechanics of how this universe functions is that the universe, it abhors a vacuum. And so it responds to the aura of your expectant beliefs. I have a question about casting down imaginations because you've presented that today as such a huge part of remaining consistent and remaining in kinetic belief. And and I'm, I'm wondering if when we cast down imaginations, because you said we have to fight thoughts with words. And so are you, are you actually speaking to the negative imagination or are you simply turning from it and speaking the the counter positive imagination. Well, you're speaking like the the negative imagination does not even exist because by acknowledging it, then you're observing it. Mm-hmm. And by observing it, you continue to attract it. Wow. And so you, you go on as though it doesn't exist. Smile at it and move on. And if you don't give it a place to camp out, it ha- it will flee from you. And so here's what happens. The result is by casting down negative imaginations, and most people have at some point along the way, even if accidentally, they've experienced when they just knew, so they believed they were going to get something and uh, had no, no negative expectation with it. They didn't see themselves failing at it. There was no um, internal dialogue that was leading them away from the good thing. And so they just believe they're going to get something. And the job offer comes, or the raise came, or the healing showed up in their body when they said they couldn't be healed. The substance of things hoped for emerges into the vacuum of their positive expectations. Why is there a vacuum there? It's because you're not giving thought to the uh, negative outcome. It's not a possibility in your realm. And if it's not a possibility, then it cannot be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Kinetic belief becomes your cognitive reality. It becomes revelation to you. The same way that when you have a question and the answer just, you know, it just comes. First, you got to have the question before the answer comes. And it just comes, it seems like it comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It actually enfolds into your awareness from uh, higher consciousness. And that's the power of uh, manifesting kinetic belief. It attracts. It attracts the desire where there's no room uh, given for the the uh, ulterior thing, the negative thing to show up. I'm wondering what role identity is going to be playing in all of this? Because um, what you were just speaking to, you know, when you have a vision and you have a thought and an imagination and it just happens, you have no negativity pressing down upon it, that vacuum is created. And it reminded me of, um, you know, when I was presented in high school with maybe a really difficult piece of music that there was no way that I could just sit down and play it. But at the same time, I never had any doubt that I would eventually be able to play it because of my skill and I knew that I knew how to play the violin. So I'm just wondering, knowing ourselves, knowing our identity as creators, it seems like it's going to play a huge part in being successful in these processes. Oh, yeah. And this is where you use the ego as a tool for identifying with positivity as a kinetic believer. You're using the ego as a tool, a positive tool, because it has got to become your sense of awareness, kinetic belief does, before you can uh, learn to operate it effectively. Not what you see, not what you see, okay, not what other people are telling you, not what you are worried about or are stressing over, but your chosen kinetic belief that you're identifying with, that you're identifying with being the, um, 
the successful musician who can read difficult music, which to this day, I <laughs> celebrate you for doing that. Thank you. <laughs> Kinetic belief, it doesn't come from head knowledge. It doesn't come from where you grew up. It doesn't come from what you do for a living or from what school you went to. You know, there are religious people that have memorized almost every scripture in the Bible, and they still have no enlightenment. They have no knowledge. Um, I mean, they have knowledge, but they don't have enlightenment. The knowledge hasn't become them, and that's what enlightenment is. It's revelation when it becomes you, and you don't have to think about it. You're in a flow of it. So it's not revelation knowledge. Their higher self, as a result, is suppressed beneath the ego, which is identifying with whatever religion they have identified with. But if this person will approach their identity as a one-of-a-kind masterpiece, because it is, yeah. and, and begin loving themselves unconditionally, the same way that God loves them, that the Creator loves its creation, and then accept their identity as if by loving themselves unconditionally, it's life-changing, they they are reading the music of the universe, and it's changing the universe as a result of that. And others will then sense the aura of their highest being now emerging. And and I love the old the uh, the paintings that you see where you can see the aura of wisdom and enlightenment on some of the figures, um, and you can sense that it's an empowerment of your kinetic belief that begins to change things, change things in your life that will then favor you. Um, everywhere you go, revelation knowledge, Meg, when it, when it comes up out of the well of your spirit, out of your highest being, it's just like having the light and love that is the essence of you turn the light on inside of you. You won't be able to explain to other people what has happened to you. Words usually are, they aren't enough to describe this, this inner light. I got an email, uh, we've had a couple from a dear friend in New Zealand, and he starts off just explaining and doing the best he can to explain what kinetic belief is doing to his life and the life of those around him, and then he just runs out of words. He said, I, 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 I can't tell you. I can hear you say it, and I know what's happening to me, and it's transforming me, and I'm becoming something else. I'm There's revelation knowledge that's becoming me, but I can't tell you about it. But you, you know, you'll know it. Others will also know it, and they'll recognize it. And actually, I'll tell you, a lot of them won't like it, but that'll be their problem. Revelation knowledge from higher consciousness is how you gain new meaning out of the job that you've been doing for 20 years. Uh, it's how you gain a, a new sense of aliveness out of a marriage that you've been in for, for 20 years. Higher consciousness is how you've been... Um, it's it's how you will how you will transcend anything that is destructive to to life. It's how you receive unctions from your genius of purpose to do something that you haven't done before, or maybe to do something that has some intrinsic meaning. It's the inspiration of um, higher purpose in his life, and when higher consciousness. When, when you move into that and awaken to it, it propels you to finish something maybe you started years ago, not because you simply want to do it, but because you must. It's your life. It's you. And it's your passion. You know, this full spectrum process of kinetic belief that you've taken us through today, it's really speaking to me as a process of metamorphosis, but it because it, it's changing us from the inside out and then everything around us as well. But it feels like it, it, that we're going to be repeating the metamorphosis process. Like, you know, you're, you're just going from this level to that level to that level. And we're just, there's no ceiling to this and we can mm. just keep expanding. And I mean, you know, I guess we it's not possible to fly too close to the sun where higher consciousness is concerned. <laughs> right. No, change is the function that is life. Change mm. is growth. Wow. Change is development. Change is to be embraced and not, uh, not uh, uh, feared. In whatever situation somebody is in, in your need right now, in your desire, examine yourself. And are you praying when you should be saying 
because there's there is tremendous power like we've been talking about in speaking in saying and affirming and working on highest viewpoints yeah. there's power in that and it, in fact you know what i'm going to just take a minute we've had all week where we've done no podcast let me take another minute here and add another one to this one i want to speak to those of you that are religious for just a moment because Religion can be one of the biggest strongholds for depression. It can be a tremendous stronghold for failure, for sickness, uh, for defeat. And it's often used as an excuse for failure. In the Bible, Jesus spoke to the wind, to the trees, and even fevers. And when Peter's mother-in-law had a fever. Jesus came to her and spoke against the fever. The word that was used is... Um, he rebuked her fever. He didn't pray or ask God to make the fever go away. He spoke directly to the fever using the same authority that the Bible says that all human beings have. So, if you are a Christian, use your faith, use your authority that comes in the power of kinetic belief and start rebuking some things. In other words, don't you dare get used to sickness. Don't be comfortable in lack and, and don't accept strife as a way of life. Don't you dare get used to sickness and, and don't be comfortable in lack and don't accept strife. Don't accept, I don't, it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not, stop doing these things. Don't accept it and don't allow it to remain in your life. It don't be a God-blamer either by saying, well, you know, I've asked God to make this thing go away, and apparently God wants me to be poor. God wants me to be sick. God, He just wants me to be married to an abuser. Absolutely, prayer releases a powerful force into your life. And it has an important place in the life of billions of people around the world. So how do you know when you should be saying in, instead of praying. And, and I'm going to answer this using the science of observation and quantum entanglement and, and the law of kinetic belief. There are two prayers, Meg, that are often prayed that source, the creator, the God, creator of the universe, the one who imagined you, the source of consciousness, the desire for the essence of life, the upholder of all things. There are two prayers that God cannot answer. And they are specifically asking God to do something for you that has already been done. And asking God to do what you have the creative authority for you to do. And now in both of these examples, in the book of Mark, God said that you must speak and you must believe. Well, this is exactly how we know that the law of attraction works. What must you believe? Well, he said that you must believe what you say. And the directive, this, this instruction from the Bible, it aligns with the quantum power of observation. There's nothing more intimate than your expectant awareness uh, and, and than your silent observation. There's nothing more intimate than what you are thinking and believing when you are silently observing something. You don't have to engage your ego to believe something that you imagine to see. But now, and, and here's the caveat for this, because if when you speak... And if you are dishonest about what you say, you don't actually believe what you're saying. And there's now a contradiction between your egoic mind and your higher consciousness because you have the wisdom of higher consciousness and it's already within you. So telling a lie, being dishonest with yourself, even only occasionally undermines your ability to operate in the manifesting power of kinetic belief because you have you you've got you've got to kinetically believe what you say which means there cannot be an inner conflict of authenticity and the truth of your higher essence must not be interrupted by a disbelieving egoic mind or i am telling you that the law of attraction will not work for you you cannot waver you cannot be double minded you have to be brave enough to, to live your truth through and through. 
to say what you mean and to mean what you say. So if you're religious, um, not to the traditions of habitual mantras, it's not what I'm talking about, but to an authentic belief in a uh, real God, then your belief, your faith, will manifest empirical results every time you employ your kinetic beliefs. And actually, this is one of the indicators of real kinetic belief at work. There's no such thing as a kinetic belief failure because what you really believe, it works every single time. And so the wondrous thing with all of the physical manifestations that, you know, we've seen in our lifetime and read about in others. They, they aren't always instantaneous, first of all. There are times when the patience of gratitude has got to have its perfect work. And there is a momentum to the velocity of the substance of belief that requires this intensity of gratitude to bring it home. But kinetic belief in this universe will always, 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 always manifest results, and it never fails. So you want to know if your kinetic belief is effectual? Authentic belief, um, well, kinetic belief doesn't get frustrated. You can know that. (laughs) If you're frustrated with your situation, if you're frustrated with how long it takes to see a manifestation, well, you're not operating in kinetic belief. You're operating in kinetic belief when you believe you have received your manifestation, not because you can see it, but you believe you have it when you settle the matter between your warring dualistic natures, when you can journal about your life as you imagine it to be with gratitude that, you know what, it has become that way, not when you can see it manifested. Attraction works by faith. It does not work by manifestation. Real kinetic belief is the expectation of you using your ego, like you're saying, Meg. You see yourself, you're identifying with working miracles. And it's you, you are identifying with you expecting to see manifestations of the promises of God working in your in your life if you're religious how can you tell if you are expecting because you're freaking excited (laughs) that's how i know i'm expecting i am excited and if you have no excitement if you're doubtful and worried and anxious or afraid if you're not in kinetic belief if you're religious you're and if you're not in your faith it's because you're waiting for something or you're waiting for someone to show up and excite you to come and cheer you on. Kinetic belief, which is an unmovable faith, is just full to the overflow with anticipation. You're pregnant with a manifestation, and you will have that baby. It's going to come. <laughs> you know, you just mentioned um, that we have a we can sometimes have a tendency of waiting on something. You know, waiting for someone else to show up with with the check, with the opportunity. And I think that's, it's, it's an interesting, I've always found that fascinating because it is so tempting. And, and I don't even know where that comes from. Where does that urge even come from to sort of sit here and wait for someone else to show up with what you're looking for? Um, because I want to understand it so we can absolutely avoid it. You know, why do we even do that in the first place instead of saying, look, this is up to me. I have to go out there and, and, and work this kinetic belief. Because somebody doesn't believe. They are in fear. And so if somebody else lets them down, they don't have to take responsibility for it. You can just live the life of being a victim. Mm. You're living a life in fear. But this is the key to expectancy. This is the key to seeing miracles manifest in your life, and it is expectancy. You know that you're going to have that baby. And if you're expecting, you attract (laughs) results. That's what happens. Your life will... explode with the goodness of your genius, of your purpose. Every person was designed with a creative authority to do miracles. Every single human being is a miracle worker, whether you're working the job or not. And then I would ask you, are you acting on your belief? Are you? If, if you're operating in real, genuine, kinetic belief, I'm telling you, you will act on it. Again, the Bible perfectly aligns with how particle entanglement works. It says that by faith, it's faith by itself. If it, it, if it does not have works, well, the Bible says it's dead. It's not going to work. In other words, real kinetic belief has corresponding action with it. It does something. 
there's kinetic motion towards what's moving toward you. In particle attraction, both particles are moving, not just one. So kinetic belief without action is dead. And we know it just to be um, wishful thinking. So what does acting on your belief look like? You know, a lot of people know that they need to take action. And they, so they go out and they randomly do something and it, well, it doesn't work to change anything. And it's because the action that we take should be based on what unctions from higher consciousness is telling you to do. Those moments of inspiration are articulated in your life in, in this uh, get up and go mode. You, you and I know what that's like. We just got to do what we have to do, and there's no stopping us. And we, we run out the door with one shoe on and one shoe off. We're excited. We are abundantly into this thing. You cannot successfully function in kinetic belief insights apart from being led by the essence of your higher being. And again, the Bible says that human beings will be directed when it comes to acting on their faith putting in action with their kinetic beliefs. And, Meg, I've always been blown away with all the, the many different accountings of miracles that occurred in the Bible. And every single time, Jesus gave specific instructions that led to the miracle of a manifestation. Every single time. So, listen. If you are needing a miracle in your life, if you desire to manifest abundance into your life, be willing to act on your immovable belief and do whatever unctions from higher consciousness tells you to do. And when you use the ways that we've been talking about here today to examine your kinetic belief, to know if it's real, to know if it's authentic or if it's just made up make-believe, you, you will be able to answer the question, is your kinetic belief real? Keep that question in mind, because then you're going to know what to cast down and what to work on and how to get rid of the worry and the doubt and the fear and all those things. And meditate on this in your present moment. Clear your thoughts. Go to your Puga space, light a candle, drink some hot tea, and work on your highest viewpoints and cast down those negative imaginations. Shakespeare wrote in uh, his play Hamlet, he said that this above all to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day. Thou canst not then be false to any man. He said to be honest as this world goes is to be one man picked out of 10,000. Now think about that. Be that one out of 10,000. Be bold enough and brave enough and strong enough and have enough courage to be bold in your truth, to be honest, to believe what you say and to say what you believe. Be honest with your awareness in truth and in, in, in love. In love, so that you will only see the good, so that you'll only see the truth and see the abundance and the joy in all things being as they are, perfect and good for advancing toward even more perfection. And call yourself to a deeper level to awaken to higher consciousness. And then be willing to get real with yourself and be willing to start making some adjustments where they're needed. And you're going to have to be brutally honest as well. And to be brutally honest in unconditional love with yourself and with all those around you. Put your authentic kinetic belief to work and get the results that your genius of purpose deserves. And I promise you, your best life will emerge beginning right now while you are still here in the land of the living. Well, let's just work on some highest viewpoints <laughs> yes. and bring it home bring today. It home. <laughs> like to say this, say, my life is changing each day. My life is changing each day. Becoming filled to the overflow with abundance. Becoming filled to the overflow with abundance. Prosperity comes to me easily. Prosperity comes to me easily. And effortlessly. And effortlessly. Because I gratefully expect it. Because I gratefully expect it. I am increasingly manifesting more and more of what I have chosen to desire. I am increasingly manifesting more and more of what I've chosen to desire. Every single day. 
every single day. I am expecting increase. I am expecting increase. I am expecting favor. I'm expecting favor. I am expecting more of my genius and it's working for me now. I'm expecting more of my genius and it's working for me now. I know that I am attracting great wealth. I know that I'm attracting great wealth. Because I believe I am. Because I believe that I am. And I'm joyous. I'm joyous. Happy. Happy. Healthy. Healthy. Wealthy. Wealthy. And filled with peace. And filled with peace. I attract more. I attract more. So that I can give more. So that I can give more. Of my abundance. Of my abundance. Which will never run out. Which will never run out. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. I have no worry. I have no worry. I've got no fear. I've got no fear. I am so pleased with me. I'm so pleased with me. That I adore me. I adore me. Like I do you. Like I do you. I am perfectly made, Maggie. I am perfectly made, Steve. (laughs) And I am extravagantly unique. And I'm extravagantly unique. The truth is. The truth is. I'm unconditionally in love. I'm unconditionally in love with who I was created to become. With who I was created to become. And I am attracting more of the wisdom. And I'm attracting more of the wisdom. Of my purpose. Of my purpose. To advance abundantly. To advance abundantly. Today. Today. Wow. If you want to check out the guided journal that we've talked about so much today, go to stephencanyon.com and you can look inside and peruse it there. And we're also posting all of the concerts that Stephen mentioned and all of the upcoming events. That's all going to be on the website. So make sure you go visit that today. I'm sighted. I'm sighted. (laughs) Yes. Wonderful. Uh, Sending out so much love and so much light to all you KB creatives all around the world. Mm, Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.